Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kevin Haggerty is a, a state representative in northeastern Pennsylvania. His uh, office is up in Dunmore. And uh, he has meetings occasionally to discuss the issues with the people. Uh, one of the issues that he is very concerned about has to do with property taxes. But there are other things as well. And uh, Kevin Haggerty has agreed to do our show today. So we welcome him to WILK. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hi, Sue. How are you? I am uh, okay so far. How's the snow up there today? Not too bad? It's light. It's about six inches, but it's easy to shovel. Yeah, it's that fluffy stuff, so it's not uh, too bad at all. And uh, we are in winter, so I guess we can accept it uh, as such. But uh, it's it's good to hear from you, and uh, we do have a couple of things that we do want to talk about this morning, uh, and we'll get into the ones that are most important to your constituents first, which would be you have a, a session coming up um, tomorrow about a couple of different issues, but the one that I know that you are concerned about uh, deeply is, is property tax reform, right? That's right, Sue. Um, you know, as, as you know, we've not only sponsored this legislation for years, but we've been extremely active um, throughout the Northeast, especially Lackawanna County, holding town hall meetings. Uh, we had four large town hall meetings that generated more than 1,000 people. And, and I still believe to this very day that during that referendum in November, the homestead uh, tax exclusion, mm -hmm. uh, it may not have passed Lackawanna County without all of that work that we put in and the coalition from across Pennsylvania who was here every single night for those meetings. Uh, it was so confusing in Lackawanna County. They had a reassessment issue right. as well on the ballot, uh, which was then you know null and void. It did not count, but people were confused. So what we're trying to do is just educate people. I think everyone's sick and tired of being confused. Why not just lay it on the line, tell people what it does? Uh, and we did that, and over the state of Pennsylvania, it passed overwhelmingly, and that's why we're now uh, hearing you know, really strong talks about this going to the Senate floor in February and March. So uh, we've talked to a couple different people, Kevin, and some uh, believe this might happen, and then other people believe this is going to be a, another year where we don't see any activity with uh, property tax reform. What leads you to believe that this could be the year that something happens? Well, you know, they come into our office. People come into our office, and, and a lot of them are skeptical, and I don't blame them, um, but I always revert back to 2015. And I said, I wouldn't be talking about this if I thought it was just some pipe dream. and lost by one vote in the Senate back in 2015, and when something comes that close, it's real. And since, the, you know, that vote back in 15. The pressure has been extreme. You know, all across Pennsylvania, different groups are popping up, uh, and so you know they have the votes in the Senate. And I don't, I don't want to get into the politics of why it's going to happen, because I, you know I'd like to tell the people things are done for your benefit. You know that's why things are done in this country to help you. That's not always the case, and there's and there's a million reasons why things happen and why they don't. But right now, a lot of what's happening revolves around elections. I don't want to get too deep into it, but that's good news. Because I don't, I don't care how it happens. 
for why it happens, as long as it does happen. And right now it looks like it's going to happen. Okay. And it, some people argue that it will be uh, regressive for some individuals and uh, may lead to higher taxes for um, some. But, uh, Kevin, when we look at our, our population here in northeastern Pennsylvania, we've had senior citizens f- for decades, decades, maybe 40, 50, 60 years paying for schools that they don't use. And they sometimes are uh, living on the margins and, and sometimes they lose their homes because they never truly own them due to these property taxes. And, and that's absolutely correct. Uh, they, you, you don't own something if it's taken away. If you own it, it's yours. And when they can't, you know, when they pay their mortgage off, and then 30 years later, someone's knocking on the door to say you owe back taxes because you live on a fixed income. That's, that's just wrong in this country. And so we're, we're trying to fix that. And when you're retired, when you no longer have income, under this legislation to eliminate school property taxes, the only thing you pay is a 1% sales tax increase. And every senior in Pennsylvania is very happy to do so. They pay their fair share. For the rest of us who are working like yourself, like me, we do also have to pay uh, 1% increase in the PIT, the personal income tax. And I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that because I'm still going to benefit. You're still going to benefit. But we're also going to be taking care of the seniors. And, and in a few years, we're going to be seniors. And who's going to fight for us? So when I hear people say this isn't going to happen, well, we're so close. I'm, I'm fighting for it because when I get to that age, who's going to fight for me? Are we just going to listen to the naysayers or the special interests? Or are we going to listen to the 90% of Pennsylvanians who are saying we want this relief, the elimination of school property taxes right now? We also do look, and I guess the the newspaper up there did um, a report about perhaps a downsizing of the state legislature because our legislature does cost a lot of money. Um, I, I believe we may be, and, and you may know better, the only state in the country that uh, funds a lieutenant governor's mansion, right? And a lot of people look at this and they say it's too expensive, there's too many individuals, and uh, quite frankly, we don't need everybody. How do you respond to this? You know, I've always supported um, the the downsizing of the legislature. Um, And I I did that before I got in there. And a lot of times when you do things before you get somewhere, you might not see it as clearly. But I, I still support it today because I think it's hard enough to make decisions in a boardroom of nine uh, it's really hard to make decisions in, in a room of 203. And uh, what would happen now, and, and you know, this this isn't all media. This is some media. What would happen if we downsized the legislature is kind of what would happen in the 112 over the last couple of years. You have member versus member running against each other. It turns into a civil war. And that would take place all over the state of Pennsylvania. And the media would profit so greatly from all of these races. And these are these are not two-term incumbents. These are people who are there 25 and 30 years, and they're battling, spending millions and millions of dollars. And at the end of the day, the, the state legislature is less than 1% of the budget. But nobody talks about the 99% of the budget. They want to talk about the 1% because they're elected. And elected officials are, are always the target, uh, which is fine. You know that going into it. But truly, is, is that how we're supposed to fix our budget in Pennsylvania by going after what is less than 1% of the budget? or she'll be looking into the 99% of the budget. 
Yeah, I, th I think those are, are certainly good reasons. And you do point to the fact that the legislature is 1% of the budget. But, Kevin, in other states, the legislature is, is part-time, and uh, they seem to get the job done, and they get it done with fewer individuals. So I guess that's something else that people look at, and they're somewhat mystified. I, listen, I, I agree. Uh, you you got to look at all aspects of it. Um, we have one of the largest legislature. In, in the country. I mean, California is basically its own nation in regards to its economy, and we're right there in spending with California. So the state grew out of proportion many, many decades ago. Uh, so for somebody to say it's time to look at downsizing, it's hard to disagree. It really is. Um, I've been there. Like, I, I'm not worried. I mean, if they downsize the legislature, and next thing you know, they shift the, the district maps, and, and then we're running against somebody from this area, that doesn't bother me because we've been there, and everybody knows that. We've gone through the war. We understand what it's like. Um, a lot of the legislators have not. They never will. And that's why they won't support it. But if it's something that's going to benefit the people, then I'm supporting. I'll support that, and then I'll do what I have to do. Back in October, you were the uh, subject of a uh, Newswatch 16 piece about uh, missing votes in Harrisburg. The way they figured it out, Dave Bowman did the story that you had missed 123 votes and uh, some of the votes that you missed they thought were, were fairly significant including uh, votes on the state budgets the state budget and other things as well uh, upon reflection of this is this is this a fair assessment of your work Kevin and and what can you say to people who say I have to be at my desk every day in my office or my boss uh, does not look favorably upon me you know, in July, uh, we, we just got done with the budget in early July, and I had just started my second term. I got redistricted, lost my term, and then came back. You don't work that hard. It's never been done in the history of Pennsylvania, actually. So you don't work that hard and just stop going for no reason. And we had not missed a vote right up to the end of the, the July budget, the June budget, but ended in early July. And then we had a family matter. And, you know, Northeast Pennsylvania, a family matter isn't enough some of the media and i put my children first and there was concern and i wanted to be near them and so i was uh, the sensationalism of some of the media to say representative Haggerty hasn't been in harrisburg since july and now it's now it's november see how they do it we weren't in harrisburg for the great majority of july we weren't in harrisburg in session for august we weren't in harrisburg for the great majority of september they make you believe that you're in Harrisburg 28 out of 30 days, and it's untrue. And they get the people riled up. You're, you're in Harrisburg on the average of four nights a month. So ultimately, I might have missed 16 days, 16 days. And out of those 16 days, maybe nine out of 12 votes were to name bridges or to name highways, which automatically goes through. Uh, they, they create this scenario that you're missing this grave, important work, when ultimately you're really not. Now, did I want to be there? Of course. Do I look back and say I should have been there? I do not, because things are better for my family right now. And I was in my office every day. I was in my, my district office every single day. They show up at, you know, some media shows up at the office like nobody's here. It's just not true. We're, we're here every single day, 365 days in a year. We're approximately in Harrisburg 60. So when the media says his only job is to vote, that's, that's not true. My only job is not just to vote. It's to be in my office, to do constituent work, to do outreach, 
Uh, we, we created legislation here during that period for the opiate situation. Uh, we have a bill going in right now that is it's the drug take-back box, where people who have medicines that are old and they don't use them anymore, instead of taking them somewhere, they're leaving them in their medicine cabinets, and people are coming over, young people going into friends' parents' medicine cabinets, and they're taking drugs. Parents don't know that they still had, and it's creating addiction. And right now we have a bill that's going to make sure that every pharmacy in Pennsylvania creates a drug take-back box. So they're allowed to do it right now, but even in Lackawanna County, there's only a few, and we want to make sure across the Commonwealth that every single pharmacy has this box that will take back drugs so our children aren't getting addicted. Now, we work on this kind of legislation every day, but yet they create the scenario that we're not at work. Nobody works harder. Nobody works harder than my staff or me. I, I put 100% of the responsibility of me not being in Harrisburg for those 16 or 17 days. That's on me. But to look at our office and question how hard we work, how hard we work to get here, it's just wrong. And I truly believe the elimination of school property taxes is why they attack us. So you say that's it? You're saying that your stance on school property taxes gets you attacked in a way where they question your work ethic? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's, there's other things that we have accomplished, like the plan con money for the Scranton School District. Uh, that was our office that did it. We did it line by line. We have that information in our office. Anybody wants to see how we got that money back. And the person that gets credit for it is not in support of the elimination of school property taxes. This is a huge issue, and it's contentious, and it's going to get uglier and uglier. You know, a lot of what's going on has to do with this. That's why it stopped. Okay. That's why the special interest, the very, very tiny portion of our population, gets to defeat the greater majority of our population because they spend things. They know this guy is supporting this, so they're going to attack him any way they can. Now, did I miss votes? Absolutely, I miss votes. So did many, many legislators. Do they get attacked relentlessly about it? Do they have a family matter of the, of the gravity that I had? No, they didn't. That wasn't enough. If I wasn't vocal, if I did the two-step in Harrisburg and never stood up for real issues, none of this would have happened. So you don't think that this is about the fact that there are some lawmakers who do not miss any votes. These are statistics from the story that uh, 49 lawmakers have a voting record of 90 percent. Uh, 28 others were there for at least 50 and others were there between 40 and 50 percent. But you missed a huge swath of, of votes. So you still think that despite these numbers that you're being targeted for a stance on an issue? I missed 16 days. I mean, that, well, you want to say 123 votes, whatever the report was, that means there could have been 20 votes in one day, and four of them could have been real bills. And the other 16 are just designations, things that they do that everybody votes on. It's votes 203 is nothing. If there's 190 people there, 190 to nothing. If there's 175 people, 175 to nothing. There's a lot of this stuff that is, it is what it is. And, and I, I, I'm going back to Harrisburg on the 22nd, and I'm ready to get back and start fighting for the legislation that I have. But I had a family matter, and I'm not going to go back to it. I'm not going to question it because things are better with my family now. And for someone to say, well, I have to be at work, well, I was at work. I was at work every single day during this time period. I just didn't want to go 125 miles away and be overnight when my young children were all over the news, when, when the media wrote the address of my home 
when somebody showed up at my home, when a prisoner wrote a letter to my family saying he was getting out early. You understand? Things things aren't always how they how they seem. I, I'm a fighter. You know, and I, I fought back to get in here. I stand up for the issues, but my family came first. And now things are better, and I'm ready to get back to Harrisburg. Okay. Now, Kevin, we all know that uh, lawmakers run for office every two years. Are you you're planning on seeking the office again? I, I definitely am, and, and, okay. and most lawmakers aren't running every two years. Let's be clear. Most lawmakers never have competition. And if you don't have competition, nobody wants to talk about your race. Nobody wants to talk about your office. But if you have competition, like during a redistricted area like ours, now the media wants to talk about it because there's somebody on the other side to say something. If we didn't have competition all these years, well, I'd just be this, this legislator doing my job. So we, we fought the fight. And, and, and people in our base and people in our area, they know that. You know, we're not, we're not the governor of Pennsylvania. We represent about 65,000 people. And they know the work we put into it. And so, yes, I'm running. Why, why, I mean, why wouldn't I run? Do you, you expect, do, you ex- do, you, do you expect to be challenged stridently in this, though? I bet you do, right? Wait, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You expect to be challenged pretty stridently, though, right? I, I would say that you will be. I don't know for sure, but you'll face opposition, right? Well, of course, but, the, you know, the member, when I ran against Frank Farina, when we got, we got redistricted together, there's nobody going to be harder than that. There's nobody coming into this race that's going to be a harder challenge than a, a four-year incumbent. Uh, with all the resources of Harrisburg, a uh, well-known guy, uh, he went through a lot. The guy before that, Ken Smith, they all got attacked because of this this, this redistricted area. So we're we're not afraid of it. We're not afraid of all of the sensationalism and and how they pour it on. We're, 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 we're circumstances. We found ourselves in a redistricted area, and now I'm I'm running for my seat. Of course I am. Uh, the question should be: some of these people put their names in. One one of them doesn't even live in the district, and yet he's on the front page of the paper and bouncing his candidacy. He doesn't even live in the district. One of them is a staffer of Senator Blake. He announced his candidacy two days after a family matter. Is, is that your entrance into politics, to public service? Mine was, I quit my job. I had a, my son was only one years old. I quit my job, and I spent a year knocking on doors, more than 20,000 doors. That's how I introduced myself to the people. I didn't sit around waiting for that moment when somebody looked weak. That's, that's what these people are coming into this race now. I'll, I'll never have a harder race than I had against Frank Farina. So, yeah, I'm, I'm running, and I, and I plan on doing well. All right. State Rep. Kevin Haggerty, you're meeting tomorrow, if you want to tell the people the time and where. I do, so I appreciate that. Uh, we're having a little town hall presentation uh, in my Dunmore office, 1414 Monroe Avenue. It's at 12.15 p.m., uh, we have some local uh, legal experts coming to talk about property taxes, um, the dangers of reverse mortgages, uh, talking about the importance of putting away money in escrow for your property taxes. Just because your mortgage is paid doesn't mean that your taxes are. And you know, doing a little planning for the seniors know how, how to take care of uh, those taxes. Um, one one of the scariest things is our seniors if they get sick and and they go into a nursing home your home could be liquidated within a year. Right. Uh, some, some nursing homes cost $8,000 a month, and, you know, you could just lose everything because of a fall or a bad incident. And to, so we're trying to teach our, our seniors to possibly speak to legal counsel about putting the deed into their children's names 
But here's what's frightening, Phil. You could put you could put your home into your child's name, but it wouldn't go into effect for eight years. Yeah. Can you imagine? There's a long look back on that, and people do need to be aware, so I hope they do pay attention to uh, what you have to tell them tomorrow. Kevin Haggerty, thanks for doing the show. Thanks for being uh, candid and answering the questions. We appreciate it. Sure, take care. Thank you. All right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.